18 of the Camology podcast and today on this episode I am joined by uh, Gemma Brown of Gemma Brown Coaching. How are you doing Gemma? I'm good thank you. Good, good morning. Stuff. I got through that introduction without calling you Emma or any other name other than your own so well, it's, it's a good start. It's a success <laughs> isn't it? It's a success. Um, so uh, Gemma so do you want to um, pick the people that don't know you do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and um yeah so yeah just give us an introduction to yourself and uh yeah how you got into coaching excellent yeah thank you um well as the name says Gemma Brown coaching I am a coach and I've had my own coaching practice for just over a year now so um um yeah working with people individuals and businesses to ultimately create a happier life excellent excellent so i so go back going back a couple of steps um mm. so we when was it when did we connect on linkedin oh that's a good question um it was around lockdown wasn't it was it sort of start of lockdown i think so mm. yes 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 and um i thought it was really great because uh, you were on LinkedIn and you put up a video and it was a uh, what was it six weeks uh, six, six week well-being program so um, something um, I've been working on for a while and wanted to share with people so um, created a video and posted that and I think you commented on that <laughs> and as you're saying but as you're I'm laughing because as you're saying that you're smiling because I the one thing I thought was great about it and because I look at a lot of stuff on LinkedIn and I'm a bit of a scroller and there's a lot of uh, peacocking on mm -hmm. well, a lot of peacocking and all social media. There's a lot of peacocking yeah. on LinkedIn um, about, oh, look at me, look at me. And you put up that video and um, dare I say you weren't, it appeared you weren't obviously comfortable doing so, but you did it anyway. And, mm. I, and, um, and I thought that was really good because, again, being in lockdown, it was it, it's acutely obvious with the world changing in front of us that we all need to get out of our um, truly, uh, uh, truly get out of our comfort zone. Comfort zones are overused word, but you know, if if we uh, if we just carry on as we were before in your business, in my business, um, it, it's um, we might be left behind, and I, that really mm. that really resonated with me because you would you were you know you it, it wasn't coming naturally to you but you did it and um and to put that out on linkedin where you you know you've got to show your best self and your sharpest suit and all that hyperbole i nearly said another word but um, <laughs> um i thought that was really i thought that was great so hence why um uh, we connected and um kind of the rest is history really yeah Oh, thank you for that. No, I guess I hadn't really thought of it like that before. Um, what am I trying to say? I guess, yeah, it's not my, you know, it's not my natural place to be and put myself out there like that. But I guess through starting a business and, and lockdown, it's encouraged, it encourages us to do things that we wouldn't usually do. And and take a risk. And and one thing I've sort of thought about a lot through lockdown is we're we're all just people. Mm. And so me sharing that video connected with you and and what a great outcome that's 
theme so far. So um, yeah, part of it was the fear of the technology, I think, um, my discomfort <laughs> and not having, you know, the great best equipment, not really knowing what I was doing. I was just having a go because... Can I let you into well, a can I let you into yeah. a, so can I let you into a secret? Mm. I guess we all are, you know, and like, you know, in, in terms of this podcast, you know, the first few podcasts, bloody hell, having a clue what I was doing, just turning up with a recorder going, just bloody talk. <laughs> and now and now, you know, you know, using Zoom, I've got editing software and you and perhaps like you, you look back and think, bloody hell, I've come such a far it's in such a uh, I hate the word, but such a journey over the last few months by incrementally just doing little bits each day to move forward. Mm. Completely, and I think we don't do that enough. Look at those, uh, look back at what we have done or how far we have come because we're so focused on the next thing or we're busy or we're distracted. You know, we talk about that quite a lot. And when I look back at that video, gosh, that seems like a long time ago. But part of it was how am I going to connect with people in lockdown? I don't, you know, I can't go out, we can't meet people. So how am I going to meet or connect with others? And that video, I guess, was just having a go at this may resonate with some people. Mm. Um, and luckily it did. Mm. And now people are going to go and look at that video and I'm really embarrassed. <laughs> so as the power of the podcaster, what, I'm, what I do now is the link is right there there you go so look underneath look underneath this and there's the link you can press on it now i'll even pause so people have got a chance oh great thanks <laughs> That's all right. cool. well, at That's least they fun. know to not expect a you know highly edited shiny professional looking video it's diy it's me yeah but, yeah but that's i think that's the way forward i mean mm. God. I, I don't know perhaps i spend too much time on linkedin but I love all this. I love all this. I love the fact that it's just people are preening themselves up, not actually saying a lot. Mm. <laughs> loads of production. It's like, oh, fancy! You've got a you've got a super duper screen and you've got triple lighting, but the words coming out of your mouth and your body language don't are not congruent. And it's like, oh God! Do you, do you know what I mean? I, I just I sort Completely. of despair with, I sort of despair with that. Mm. So, um, okay, so. Do you if do you want to give us a bit of background? So you've been coaching, um, you've been coaching, uh, and becoming accredited before that. Mm. So up to that point, so do you want to give us a sort of background of what, what what you did before you got into coaching and sort of yeah the old journey from sort of up until you became a coach and what led you to become a coach? Oh gosh, wow, that's a long story. How far back do you want to go? <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm laughing because I've, uh, I interviewed somebody else, uh, Neil from the Cambridge Fruit Company, and I asked him the same question. He said, well, do you want to know about where I was born? Like, <laughs> Got your cheeky son. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, so, okay, but you worked in the, uh, uh, perhaps something that's quite relevant now, you worked in the hospitality uh, mm. in Cornwall for a while? Yes, name. yeah, so... Um, I'm from Cambridge, uh, North Cambridge, so born and bred here, but moved around with work quite a, quite a lot actually, had some really great opportunities. So uh, before, directly before becoming a coach, I was working in tourism for a self-catering um, 
company uh, who I've worked with for almost 10 years before that. So um, started there quite early in my career and just had some amazing opportunities to move around and develop my career and um, work with some amazing people. Learning a lot and ended up working in, yeah, living and working in Cornwall. Hmm. Uh, yeah, managing some, some rather large teams down there. So the way you're describing it, you're mentioning the word Cornwall, which always, mm. which always sounds lovely. And you said amazing this and amazing that. Um, so, so it was amazing. So if it was amazing, why are you, why are you, why are you not still doing it then? That's <laughs> <laughs> um, a provocative question, but it's, in, it's, it's, in, it's interesting because mm. uh, there, I guess there wasn't something that was ticking all the boxes. It was ticking some boxes, um, but yeah. So carry yeah, on. very good question. It ticked a lot of boxes, yeah. And um, I was loving what I was doing. I had such a great team. The people that I worked for, you know, really strong relationships with, still do, and I'm still lucky enough to get to do some work with them, so it's great. But um, I guess in Cornwall, um, my life was work, and um, so, which I didn't really mind at the time. I, I quite like, I, I really enjoyed that. You're able to really focus, but there was something missing, I guess, in terms of the personal side and um, and connections really with things out of work. So um, I, it was a long decision. It was a really tough decision and one that I had a lot of coaching about actually as to, you know, what does this mean? I love what I'm doing, but, um, you know, I've got this niggle inside me, which is saying there's something else. So yeah, lots of coaching, lots of preparing for that decision. And, because um, the reason I wanted to bring that out, because, I, you know, uh, over my, uh, uh, over my life, I've met a lot of people through my work and personally, who've had this sort of the corporate life and, you know, and, and um, perhaps not in your case, but they've had a life event and they've gone, yeah, this is great but what what you know you, you have a life event and it's like god but what does it mean it's it's mm. great and I, and I and i would and part of me would really like that corporate life where you are being really challenged and it's really engaging and you're really mm. um you're pushing yourself and it's like what's that maslow theory, theory? yeah self-actualization so you're mm. really you know you set your goal you, you're doing it you're living it then mm. it's like yeah Mm. Missing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I guess there was a life event. I met somebody, and he lived in Cambridge. So, um, I, I've done the long distance thing a few times actually, and um, something just changed. And then I think something happened. Like you say, it's a, an event or a situation where it makes you reconsider what's most important to you. I guess when I was in Cornwall, it was head down and I was working and thriving in my career and I loved it. And I guess I, but I started to get to the point where I was just, something was missing and then um, made the decision to come back to, to Cambridge, which so you, 
So you no, then... it's, just, it's just a coincidence that he was from Cambridge and that's where I was from. <laughs> happy days, happy days. So, but you mentioned in all that that you, you had coaching yourself. Mm. And then um, that was a sort of a, a really big thing towards getting you to do your coaching. Absolutely, yes. Um, I started coaching um, before that whole sort of decision um, came up for me. And I tried other sort of, I guess, therapies or different kinds of um, self-development in the past. But I was really at that crossroads, I guess, or um, just wanted to understand myself a bit more, understand, you know, I've got all of these great things around me. I've got family, friends, lovely home, great job. You know, why am I not like you know, bouncing out of bed every morning and, and why am I finding this so hard and what's missing? And a friend suggested coaching. One of their friends, a friend of a friend had become a coach and um, connected us together. And to be honest, I didn't really know what coaching was at the time. I didn't know what I was getting into. <laughs> I didn't, I, I just went into it thinking I want to take some control. I want to move forward myself not just continue coasting along so much if that makes sense <laughs> yeah so I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm laughing because it just uh, yeah just resonates with me and res um, i'm sure it resonates with a shitload of people so. mm, but that was a, just one of those points in life i think where you you're not expect you had no expectations so i didn't know what i was going to get but what i've got is where I am now um, I've got so much more awareness of myself and it was it it was really down to that relationship um, and that starting point and I I guess what inspired me to become a coach is because uh, I love working with people uh, I think people are fascinating and I wanted to give that self-belief to other people to just Gosh, just there's so much power in the coaching relationship and, mm. and it's a hard one to articulate if you haven't experienced it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm just... What I, are you I, thinking? No, I'm, 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 I'm pausing because I, I, I'm trying to... I'm, I'm, I've had coaching in the past and I'm trying to, I, I'm trying to articulate it. You can't. You, there is... Um, Oh, I'm going to murder it. I'm going to murder it if I try. <laughs> mm. Go on. Well, I think what comes out of it, what, what came out of it for me is um, then you've got to have, you've got to have trust in the person. You've got to... Uh, and I think, I think we come full circle. It's that vulnerability. It's that vulnerability. If you're talking to somebody and you've got coaching, you've I, I, for me, it's it's a case of well, it's coaching in anything. It's coaching in work. I, I think in in absolutely anything is that kind of that um, that vulnerability and that realism. Yeah. You know, like to say, well, you know, I'm on high. I'm a coach in whatever field, and I just you know the sun shines out of my backside. I've got no problems. 
everything's great. I'm living this wonderful, do you know what I mean? This wonderful life. And I, and I thought for me, when I had coaching, um, yeah, it was, it was the reason why it was even a thing is because the other person was, you know, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm trying to work it out as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That can be hard to balance, actually, because I think sometimes the perception is as a coach, yeah, you've got it all sorted and you, you know, it's, you you are living that high. But of what we were saying earlier, we're all just people. Mm. <laughs> we all have fears and struggles and. Yeah. And I, but, but, but it's, it's, we are all people and we are, we are in business and in life it's just relationships and if you can't and it's that i think a person it's that barrier you know i've you know i've worked with you know sort of i don't know this i've you know worked with business coaches in the past and it's like you know they're just it's like this um they got all the answers and business is easy and if you just follow this step plan everything will be fine and you'll retire in two years and nothing goes wrong and it's a utopia and it's like well you know, you're not selling it in the right way. Mm. No, I think for me, it's it's a hard one to describe what coaching is if you haven't experienced it. And so I think in its most basic form, I just listen to people. Mm. And my dog's barking, sorry. You can bring bring the dog in. Dog, This podcast is dog friendly. <laughs> sorry. It's definitely dog friendly. Um, she might come in out um, in a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just listen to people, and that is so rare, I think. It is rare. Sorry, this is going into podcast regulations. Could you bring your dog up to the camera, please? I will try. Um, podcast host, I order you to bring the dog in. Please. Okay, bear with me. Perfect. Let me see if she comes along. And if you're listening to this back, Gemma, I haven't cut it out. So um, we've got to go and see the dog. Best laid plans. Um, she's going to bark a lot now because we're having a skip collected. <laughs> so you might want to edit this out. No, this is real life. I'm not going to, I'm not going to. No, this is this is good. This is this is. We can go with it. Yeah, we can go with it. So before we were interrupted by a beautiful dog. Can mm. we name? Can we name? Can we name? Her Jill? name's Leela. Fantastic. And again, we'll put a picture of Leela. Oh yes, yes. Can you give it like a range of like soppy dog photos, please? So uh, okay. So yeah, we'll put it into the. Uh, she'll get. Yeah. She'll... I've got loads. My camera's full of them. <laughs> <laughs> Where the bloody um, hell? Where the bloody where hell? Where were we? I was listening. <laughs> and I wanted to ask the question, which sounds, mm -hmm. which may sound pretentious. So when you listen, what part of your body are you listening with? Mm, good question. So I know that sounds like a proper like ch throwaway meme type question, but mm. um, a really good question. Just. I think I'm, I'm, well, it's the whole body, but I feel it here in my heart. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know why I said that, but that's where I feel it. I think <laughs> when I'm, I'm concentrating, yeah. I'm, 
I'm trying to hear not necessarily the words, but what's going on behind the words. And I, it's to, so to that point, you, are you trying to get through the self-created stories that justify actions? Is that what you get? Mm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And when I talk about li listening, you know, there's no magic in coaching. I think sometimes you think there's a magic, um, some formula or something it, it there isn't that it the magic is within the person who's being coached and this is going to sound a bit airy fairy now but so it, ultimately we all want to be happy mm. on its most basic level i think and whatever we think was going to make us happy whether that's the job or the money or the i want to be fit and look like that ex person or um i want a relationship or whatever it is i think we spend so much time looking outward to get that and we look for the quick fix or the you know the opportunity to come in front of us we don't look inside to understand ourselves and work out what actually motivates us what we need, what's important to us, because we're so busy focused on external things. And so ultimately I'm listening to help the person work out what that might be for them. Mm. Mm. And that's something that's really stuck with me, is the, um, again, going back to that video, is the fact that, <laughs> but no, but it's, it's what, what does, you know, what does happiness mean to you? And I remember us chatting ages ago, so well, you know, uh, you made a, you made a, um, something like, uh, you know, happiness is not going to do hot yoga if you don't want to do hot yoga. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I've ticked the box, I've done my hot yoga, I've got my mint tea, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's what you do, to take, that's what everybody does to take care of themselves and watching a few Netflix documentaries to make themselves feel better about mm. this life. But that's what we see on Instagram, isn't it? We see, oh, there's that perfect yoga pose, or there's that detox something or other, or if I go on that holiday, hmm. that's it, I'm gonna be cured, or um, so not that. It, but I don't know why, I don't know why when you said that, because I don't think it's the first person to ever say that, but why that kind of stuck with me, because it's just, it is that tick box, a tick box mentality but then look up like you say looking within and then thinking shit what what does happiness what does contentment mean for me it's a big that's a biggie isn't it mm. <laughs> it's a biggie it's a big it is a biggie but we don't is it different when somebody else asks you that as to when you are just asking that of yourself Well, I guess the art of a good coach is to is to get you to is to get you I guess to ask ask the right questions to get you to stop pause and think and just think like hmm, why am I doing this? <laughs> um, yeah, I think the question we were talking about was was around happiness, but was it around what does well being mean to you? Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was a sort of a stop and hmm. And again, I think looking outside, we look for those 
if I do that, if I do X, oh, that works for somebody else, I must do that. Um, and we get a lot of noise, don't we, from others telling us, well, this is good for you, this is going to make you feel good. Mm. They're selling us the, the well-being dream. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't like you say if you don't like yoga or if you don't know why you're doing yoga then there's this disconnect <laughs> yeah yeah i'm just i know i'm just i'm thinking back to my hot yoga days down at milton and it's just no idea yeah why were you doing that um Uh, what was I doing it? I was going to give you a sugar-coated answer there, so I'm going to... One, I'm quite a tense person. My Probably my shoulders are up here anyway. I always carried tension. Like, let's all just like roll our shoulders down. Yeah. <laughs> Have a nice little stretch out. <laughs> oh, Loosey-goosey. And breathe, and breathe. Um, so it's partly of that. Uh, there was partly, yeah, just to get out of my head. Mm. You know, uh, at that point, it was, um, uh, yeah, it was quite a heavy work period. So it was like, okay, well, can we, can you, it was always constantly making decisions, making decisions. So I thought, uh, if you got it out of your head and into your body, which is, which is a valid, which is a valid, well, which is totally valid. And that's what, mm. it, that's, a, that's a great, uh, that is a, that's important but um but yeah it's just kind of yeah it's hot yoga it was great but no shit i didn't um you know i bought a bought a membership and daddy hardly ever used it so. <laughs> uh, i think that's quite familiar or yeah common for a lot of people so again to you so what was the what was the accreditation you got? Because I, we, we were talking uh, um, we were talking um, a few weeks ago that uh, was it the I. Uh, so I'm accredited certified coach with the International Coach Federation. It's a yeah. mouthful, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I've just submitted my studies and essays and things for the postgraduate certification in business and person coaching. Yeah. Very good. I mean, I mean that, may, that that may not mean a lot to many people, but I uh, I've got a friend, David Brown, who went through the uh, the same the same accreditation, mm. and uh, I know no that. relation. No, no, no. Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, you uh, no, no. I didn't think of it like that, but no, you definitely not. Um, when you see him, uh, yeah, there's no. Um, so um yeah so i know how much i know how much work uh, he put into that so mm. yeah it's a bit of a slog isn't it yeah, it, it is it's continual as well when you talked about journey earlier I you know it, it's non-stop um development and i probably didn't appreciate that at the time of getting into it um it's constant development, reflection. You know, I love reflection. Um, I never knew that. Never knew. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it it self care is a huge part of coaching as well. And, and I guess when 
it's a, it didn't I didn't really decide to set up my own coaching practice and become a coach and I know lots of people say that it just kind of evolved mm. and but there's something wonderful in that as well and feeling that you're in the right place and you're doing something that really ticks all your boxes mm. can we go back to that self-care because it's something I really admire about mm. you and it's something I really admired about our mutual friend Rachel Bryant mm. that self-care like um the fact that you do actually take care of yourself and you're quite um uh disciplined in that because you know I, I guess I can speak personally you know one's just full pelt and it's you know it's not there's not a lot of it's very engaging you know you, you can you can delude you, not delude yourself you can be engaged with what you do and therefore you want to do more of it because you enjoy it but it's it's that's it goes back to that analogy of pouring from an empty pot isn't it mm, one of my favorite quotes yeah so i just stole that from you didn't i you did <laughs> oh my god. Well, i stole it from someone else so oh my god you I can have it Oh, that's scandalous! Yeah, so I, uh, yeah, I've been thinking about you know that's it, and uh, come up with this. <laughs> oh my god! No, but that's why it's so good because it resonates on so many levels with different people. Oh dear! Oh. I love that you think I, I, it's all a work in progress, and I have times when I'm really disciplined and um, looking after myself, and then you know life happens doesn't it and and you you think i've got to keep going i've got to do more and i've learned so much in this year in terms of setting up a business and everything that goes with that but lockdown as well i think i've probably felt more exhausted and overwhelmed and you had the self you had that self-employed as a self-employed person you had that facial expression that all self-employed people do you went <laughs> <laughs> and it's that exasperation of, and you went somewhere with your eyes like bloody hell, if i'd known it'd have been this much bs and this much hassle would i have done it like that that, <laughs> like that was... oh it touches on what we were so talking about i think before we recorded i can't remember but the reason you get into something that you love because of the passion because of the connection that you have with it because of the joy that it brings you is becomes a tiny part of what you actually end up doing and then there's all the admin and the marketing and the business development and mm -hmm. um that you end up doing a lot of and you then doing less of the reason that you set up in the first place so can we stay on this subject for a while because it's it's mm -hmm. always interesting that uh this podcast rachel's podcast ash's podcast it always comes back and again it's it's Simon, it comes out that Simon said, it always comes back to it. I mean, I don't manage it this way, but it's the why, isn't it? Because it's that, it is, it's why the hell did you do it in the first place? And just as much as one can in a sort of that commercial world is to try and always, as much as you can, keep to that why and not get, um, not get off, off, tar off target. I mean, we don't live in a perfect world, so you do get pushed off target now and again, but to keep that why right at the center of your decision making and don't lose sight of it so, mm. and that perhaps that perhaps that comes down to not just totally well you've got to earn money but not just totally doing it to chase money not just 
totally doing it to I don't know be a be a celebrity or what, whatever it may be mm. and we don't ask we don't I think we forget to ask ourselves that or um there's so much focus on it having the job title or <laughs> progression you've got to be ambitious and all of these things are great aren't they but if you don't know why you're doing it then there's so much discomfort in that and stress and pushing 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 i need to forget what you're pushing for mm. Mm. so I then had, oh no 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 okay. no 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 i insist you go i was just thinking i had a workshop on um was it wednesday one night this week and we were looking at values and trying to understand what our values were and everybody was really honest in the group and just said actually I feel like I should know what my values are I should know why I'm doing things but I don't mm. Mm. and I think that's possibly a word that's banded around a bit as well and we talk about corporate values and personal values but we assume people know what is important to them but we never have given it much thought or have been guided into how do we find that out how do we know that when we're so focused on pushing 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 mm. yeah me and david used to talk a lot about this mm. used to talk about a lot about values and it is and i laugh as you were saying it because you again you if You've got these wishy-washy ideas of what your values are, but if you said now, pause and write them down, mm. come up with a lot of waffle. Mm. <laughs> well, there'd probably be sort of quite tick box words as well. And that that we had that discussion on Wednesday around you say the things that you think sound good or ah. you know, the, the, the common ones, integrity and all of these <laughs> ones. <laughs> yeah, integrity is core to my being. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, there's no disrespect if that's one of your values, but it's more personal than that. So, the, you know, you can really tune into what is important and that will guide you. Mm guide you to understand why you're doing what you're doing and if you're doing something that is completely disconnected and you're wondering why you're feeling lost or stuck or stressed out there might be some answer in that and if you're saying that i'm thinking of the um ah that's a video i'm not going to claim this myself <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna pontificate again. Full disclaimer. Yeah, but that, that um, the video I sent over to you the other day about oh. the listen to your body. And it's, yeah. Listen to well, listen to your body. Listen to what your whole body is telling you. Mm. And uh, yeah, if you're feeling lost or you're feeling stressed or you're feeling like Jesus Christ, what am I doing? Mm. Um, and those signals keep coming back on a daily basis. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how long people can, can. I don't know how long people can keep ignoring them for. Mm, I think probably a long time because they think that's how they should feel. We should. It should be this hard, or 
it's like gut intuition isn't it and get these signals from our bodies something's telling us it's not right but yet we have decided to ignore that Mm. ignore it and then fill that with something Mm. or it's classic isn't it fill it with something or mask it with something Mm. Patterns of behaviour that distract you, perhaps. Mm. Being busy, Netflix, or um, I think part, sometimes it's scary to stop, though. And how do you deal with that then? So when you're in your downtime, mm. I'm actually looking for coaching now because it's like bloody. <laughs> how do you? Because it's interesting, like when you're not physically working and you're engaging with clients and you're at your downtime how do you stop yourself i know you were saying it's an ongoing process but how do you stop yourself like what do i do now Come on. <laughs> uh, there's always stuff to do isn't there there is always stuff to do i actually had a good example of this from yesterday um because i have had a busy week and it's been a great week and it's full on um and i've been coaching with some great clients and yesterday morning i woke up and i felt that i don't know if you've had it like anxiety in your tummy you feel a bit fuzzy you your it's anxiety where i think i've just got to get on i've got to, i've got so much to do i need to follow up with those people i don't want to let those people down i need to and I just get on to my emails and this was early in the morning and I guess I've started to recognize that no good will come of just starting <laughs> yeah just because I know that now if I do that I'll, it will be a day when I you know you end the day you've got 10 emails open all half started you've jumped around from thing to thing there's no focus there and I've spent the whole day in this like pent up energy mm. and what actually I need to do is the opposite of what my mind is telling me to do I need to slow down not speed up not do more I need to do less and it's so counterintuitive and this is like it's why it's so hard it is doing the opposite of what you want to do and so yesterday I had a bit of a rant in the morning. Oh my gosh, I've got so much to do. Uh, I went for a walk. Stuff. And not just my normal walk. I went for a longer walk. Took the dog. Didn't listen to a podcast. Didn't listen to anything. So I just walked for an hour. Came back and I thought, right now I'm jumping on my emails. Mm. Myself, no. I'm going to sit here with my coffee and I'm going to journal. And it's, your, it's this fighting force. Mm. So where does that force come from then? So you're, uh, as, you're, as, you was, as you were going through that, I was thinking that's a learned behaviour, isn't it? That got to mm. get up. So that fighting force of all that, whatever's, you know, anxiety in your stomach. Where does that, you know, it's that, where that force comes from? Mm. Fighting force, but a learned pattern behaviour and then a new pattern of behaviour sort of coming together. Mm. I think we learn it very young and influences around us, whether that's parents or other influential 
people in our life. Um, growing up being very productive and wearing this busy badge of honour. Hmm. So I think to, to be successful or to be value, we have to be doing more. Hmm. And, and maybe that was right at a certain point, but, or that worked at a certain point but it can certainly tip where it becomes unhelpful. Because mm. the word you use, um, productive, I always think I hate that word. I hate that word because that's like you're productive, like you just become a unit of, you know, unit of production for, for the man. You know, like <laughs> you're not being, you, you, you'd want to be productive but productive on your own not perhaps not in your own terms but for your but for your own for your own goals comes you back know. to why doesn't it why are you mm. trying to what what is this product productivity getting me mm. Mm. and i think if that if you're just producing nothing for yourself and lots for other people that's just a nil-sum game really mm. which sounds and quite... it, i think oh gosh you know there's so much in this busy. You know, everybody I speak to is they really struggle with this conflict between I need to be productive, I need to achieve, I need to do more. And they recognize that they need to spend more time on their self care or slowing down. But it's like, well, if I do that, I'm lazy. Mm. And so we value productivity as a route to success and we value rest as a bad thing and i listened to a great podcast um where it was talking about productivity <laughs> not this one sadly <laughs> whatever uh, but it was talking about rest and enemy uh, rest and work not being enemies we see them as it's one or the other, um, you know, rest is bad, productivity is good, but actually they're partners and they need to work in harmony. And in that rest and in that downtime is where we create, it's where we restore so that we can be more productive when we choose to go back to work. Mm. Mm. So, Perhaps on a separate, not a separate note, but running parallel with that, I often think as you were talking, I was thinking, if we didn't buy loads of, uh, sounds very hip, I don't, care, I don't care how this sounds, but if we didn't buy loads of crap or didn't have loads of stuff more than we don't need, would we have to work really hard? Do you know what I mean? It's like you build, people build up this massive, I don't know, debt or house or whatever, whatever it may be, and you think, yeah, but if you didn't have all that crap, mm then perhaps you could actually take a day off. But mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And it seems like we were very simple, but perhaps if you didn't have loads of stuff you didn't actually need, perhaps you could take a day off or you could have a Wednesday off every two weeks mm -hmm. to do it. You know, I don't know. It's just, it kind of... Mm -hmm. I think that's part of it, absolutely. We've created so much stuff around us that... Which clearly doesn't... Uh, which clearly doesn't make us, like... 
it creates our environment it doesn't make us happy do you know what i mean it's 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 i don't think i'm breaking new ground by saying this of course i'm bloody not but it's like it doesn't make it doesn't make us happy it doesn't go anywhere to make us happy if it did then we wouldn't be buying loads of crap would we we'd have to have the new thing and the new thing and the new thing and it's just mm. i just really just it's just so bloody obvious <laughs> but have we we've accumulated all this stuff and we buy things because we don't think we don't stop so we're just doing the next thing on to the next thing buy the next new thing mm. without thinking again why what am i why am i doing this what why do I want this? And so, as, so as a coach, you're getting people to, in that time they're with you, and hopefully after, is to is to is to pause and think. Is that is that one of the things you try, try and get them to do? Mm. Oh, I think naturally in the coaching session is, um, they it gives them a reason to stop, doesn't it? And think because they're committed to coming to coaching and we've got an appointment in the diary and that in and of itself is hugely valuable because people don't do that. Like we've said, they're busy. So we, we have that time together to just reflect back, to look inwards, to envisage a future where they feel connected to. And I was going to say something about lazy. I have a funny relationship with this word lazy. I don't like it. <laughs> because what does it even mean? And mm. I've worked a lot through this word because I think, well, if I'm not doing and I'm not busy, then I must be lazy. And as I've explored that word, what does it even mean? I, I don't know anybody who is lazy. I don't know if, in a bad sense, I don't know if you do. And these, so are, I, not, I, these are not my words, but somebody said it the other day. I said, the people are not lazy. I think they are in many ways, because you, so, okay, so you were saying, do you know anybody who's, anybody who's lazy? And then I thought, the stereotypical view of somebody on the dole or something like that, which you mm -hmm. people could class or as a society, we could class as lazy. But I think, um, again, these are not my words, but they, they, they meant it. They, I think there's a bit of truth to them. I think they're just scared. They're scared to do anything. Mm. Get themselves perhaps in a, in a, in a hole physically, mentally, and it's just scared, it's just being scared. And I think there is, I think there is a bit more of a, there's a bit more truth in, in that and a bit more exploration in that rather than just saying you're lazy, mm. do one. Yeah, and change is hard, isn't it? Mm. We stay where we are because it's familiar, even if it's not necessarily what we want or um, we stay there because Doing something means, yeah, it might be scary. I have to take an action. I have mm. to decide what I want to do. And also making a change affects other people as well. So you mentioned something earlier in, in the chat and you said, I've had a really good week, a really good client. 
and I want to know what that actually what that means. What what is a obviously obviously you wouldn't mention names and it's not relevant. But what is what is a good what is a good client? And what is a what is a good week and what is a good client? I guess they go hand in hand. Oh, um, what was a good week? All my clients are good. There's not just one. Um, I think what I mean by having a good coaching client is I'm doing what I love and I'm the chem, you know, the chemistry is really good with that client and we've built a really nice relationship and they're taking the time out for themselves to reflect and, and explore themselves and that's what I love doing that's why I'm doing it because I just get so much from that so a good week has been so it's like breakthroughs is that like kind of when you're when you're when you you're in the coaching session and you mm. see like the client go oh do you know what I mean those kind of those those sort of those shifts in them to think, oh God, I didn't realise that. I didn't realise that. Is that, is that, is that, is that, am I? Yeah, am I... yeah that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, oh, I have never thought of it like that before, or I hadn't noticed that. Or, oh, actually, now talking it through, I can see that, bar, bar, bar. Um, and that's just magic. Mm. They've, they've come to that conclusion or that realisation themselves. I've just, sat there and listened <laughs> so. i bet that is magic isn't it i bet you can't it's magic you can't you can't uh you get i bet you can't put a price on that you'd be mm -hmm. like bloody hell do you know what i mean like um it's obviously about them but it's like miss it's like you know i'm so glad that, that you've got them to that position i'm so glad you've got to that problem mm. from that angle that they that they never would have uh, that you've got them too mm. and it's you said i think you said groundbreaking or you know that sort of like wow moment and that wow moment can be so subtle it doesn't have to be oh i know i need to leave my job and move house and finish this relationship the wow is so yeah it's just that realization and witnessing that is such a privilege when somebody says i thought gosh i I've never thought of that before, or I now I understand why. Now I understand what I need. Uh, it's yeah, it's that's great. And your whole body language changed when you when you were talking about that. That was great as well. That was great. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And so I think you know having a spattering of that in my week with some self-care and some quiet time dog walking running being in nature drinking some nice wine red or white red oh rachel rachel told me not to mention wine <laughs> why is that well i'm sorry no, Rachel, but um, she has. So, so she... Why can't you mention mine? Why can't you mention mine? Sorry, is that? I'm not sure. Maybe I talk about it too much. No, no, I think you don't talk about it enough. 
We should have a boring podcast or something. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea for you. Yeah. Well, then I'll probably get a drinking problem. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so a great week looks, yeah, looks like that, I guess. And it's balancing the, you know, coaching is intense and you give a lot to it if you're talking about how do you listen and, and um, it take it can take a lot out of you because you're really the value of my listening mm. is reflective in the value of their session and so you know I don't want to let them down and, and I guess that's what I've seen a lot over setting being a coach and um, lockdown is actually if I don't invest in myself I'm affecting their session mm. and that's not what I want. Again, as you're saying that, I mean, it's so, it's so interesting. As you're saying that, I remember there's a, there's a chiropractor who works in Cambridge and, uh, and uh, yeah, he goes on numerous holidays each year. And I was like, and it was, I, again, it's just, it's just looking at it from a different angle. It's like, God, you go on so many bloody holidays. You're just like, I don't get you, man. I don't get you. And I've never got the sort of, you can't, you can't be the person you need to be for other people unless you take care of yourself. Mm. Serve, 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 but no recharge, recharge, recharge. Mm. <laughs> and so, but I think that's applicable to any role, isn't it? Oh, it, uh, no, a hundred percent. I mean, as as I'm saying that, I'm thinking about you know, it is. It's not applicable to to um to coaching or chiropractic or whatever it is it's just it's totally it's 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 everybody needs to well it's it's there's the value in it there is obviously massive value in in in, in recharging and mm. healthcare of course and it's that quote you know you can't pour from an empty cup um whatever role you're doing what wherever you want to show up and i'm you know even if you're you're a parent or you're um, you're caring for somebody mm. the quality of your care the quality of your attention to your children will be affected if you are drained and exhausted and mentally frazzled if you've taken some time to nourish yourself then the quality of whatever you're doing is going to be, mm. be better mm. I guess it might be a, a time for people that perhaps are listening to perhaps, so I'm, I'm doing the coaching role now. Like, <laughs> I don't know, just, I'm just, as I'm thinking, do you, perhaps people should, should pause to think of what, what, what does, you know, you know, self-care mean for them? You know, I'm sure we're all kind of frazzled at the moment mm. or people are having too much screen time or whatever it may be. And I don't know, perhaps people need to put, you know, perhaps that are listening. Um, need to do you need to pause and think about what does that self-care mean for them how how mm. you know you talk about going for a walk going for you know walks with the dogs some people might not be recharged by that they may be recharged by going on an activities weekend or something like that i don't know or mm. or a 20 month hike or something like that well exactly it's so unique and also asking you know what are you trying to achieve by looking after yourself is that a certain feeling or you know are you trying to 
cultivate calmness or um it's 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 bigger than just the one what do i need to do to make myself feel good because that's when we get into the yoga or the you know the, the tick box things again it's really about understanding what does this mean to me why am i doing it and why have i not done it before what stopped me so you were mentioning earlier about you know what we apply value to do you want to just sort of fit us in what we were ch chatting about earlier mm. so we were talking about um applying value to the things that we can see and, and, and others can see as well, actually, that you know, we, we look busy or we're, we're, worth, we're ticking things off a list and we're doing and we apply a lot of value to that. Whereas the things that you can't see, the thinking, the questioning, the trying to work stuff out, which is going on internally, which we're doing all the time, we don't give that value. Mm. And I guess we have all been doing that more than ever recently. We've been in our heads. We've had less opportunity to go places and, and distract ourselves. So we're thinking and we're questioning and we're worried and it's uncertain. And but then we sit back at the end of the day thinking, why am I so shattered? Because I've just been at home all day, mm. but our minds are going and working and that takes energy, but we don't apply the same value to that. No. Because as we were, we were, as we were chatting earlier, I can, I can definitely see it from your point of view now, because um, this podcast has been uh, quite intense and it's good. That's a massive compliment. And I can see it from your point of view, because I'm sitting here and I'm like, bloody hell, I'm just exhausted, you know, because you've, you've got me to think. And I'm like, bloody hell, I am, I've got nothing left to give. <laughs> My shoulders are going to tie and I've got nothing left to give. And, it, and it's, and uh, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not, not to say other, pod, other podcasts have been passive, but um, I can, now I can see why you need to, you need to have the, the downtime, because it, because it is, it's intense. You, you're perhaps, you know, you're, 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 you're thinking, you're truly listening. You are trying to assimilate because it's interesting in our conversation. We are, when I'm asking you a question or we're talking, our eyes are going, mm. we are just, cause we're not, do you know what I mean? We're thinking we, we are mm. trying to assimilate, trying to assimilate this information, trying to, not just go to the first thing that's in the front of your head you're just we're just trying to i don't know find some truth in it or trying to find some meaning to or trying to find some meaning trying to find a meaningful truthful answer or trying to explore it perhaps mm -hmm. bloody hell and must... i think yeah there's an extra layer of that with COVID and lockdown because so much of it has been on screens as well and I don't know you probably felt that a, a little bit where you're not able to meet people face to face and the intensity is different <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I, it was, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because it was I, I met up with our um, uh, 
mutual friend, Oliver Kane, who went mm. the other day. And it was like, that was like a pig in its own poo. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> a human being. And it was, so, it was so nice. It was just so, and then we went down to Quayside in the canoes and it sounds daft, but like we ordered, went to one of the shops down there and ordered a vegan uh, like hot dog. And I just, I just couldn't control myself. I just didn't know what to do. Is that human interaction? I got, I got emotional by somebody giving me a hot dog. <laughs> Oh, that makes me feel emotional now. Oh my God, just, you give me a hot dog and Oliver's there and we had uh, another mate, Ben, was there. And uh, and it was lovely, it was the loveliest part because it was like, and uh, Ben had, um, obviously we've all been cooped up and it was like people have saved up all this energy, all this conversation. So Ben, lovely guy and I'm not, I love you, man. So hopefully you'll be listening. It just, it was just like, it's all this pent up energy and all these words and all these stories. He went, ah, nah. <laughs> and also, it's so lovely. It oh, was... that's so lovely. Oh my God. But it, can it... you imagine meeting them or meeting up with a friend and all you do is try to make eye contact and read their face and you're sitting there like this for two hours. <laughs> that would be, but you don't, when you're with somebody, you've got their sense of their body language and they're there and you've got the nature around you in your canoe you're not just doing this the thing a bit like that because yeah you are you are just like hello goldfish bowl (laughs) oh my god your eyes are probably a bit tired now as well because my mind feels or maybe it's because of the earliness of this um recording but with yeah they're concentrating yeah. Apologies if I've exhausted you. No, it's 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 great. I'm I know. I'm just thinking about you know, this week and 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 the sort of uh, the difference in in this week where yeah you 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 get you know because it's not obviously not my only Zoom call this week and. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just can't wait to get back to face-to-face normality. Just, I'm mm. dying for it. <laughs> How are you feeling about the easing of lockdown? Um, okay, what, so, okay, so how am I, uh, there's, there's two, there's two like, streams to that. One, that um, personally, I'm thinking, yeah, great, let's get back to one another and just, you know, I'm dying for that. But then there is the, and I'm not a scientist, obviously, if you see how I can't tell, but we live next door to a couple of scientists and um, they know what they're talking about. Um, and they said the second spike is going to be an inevitable. Mm-hmm. And anecdotally, I've heard of Anna Brooks decommissioning some wards ready for the second spike and I'm thinking uh, should we have just had a really 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 military intense lockdown as in mm. on the streets because you know you're not gonna get shot but you're not you're not allowed mm. to leave the house and um, we should have dealt with COVID that way now again I'm I'm, I'm just picking up again I'm, I mean I don't know what I'm talking about but I'm just picking up on other people's 
people's points of view and trying to find some logic to it, trying to find some um, some sort of sense to it. Um, so yeah, I mean, let's bring on the lockdown, let's bring on the leasing, let's go canoeing and all the rest of it. But you know, what we're going to do in like November? Mm. A uh, lockdown in November would be very different, wouldn't it? To, compared with this lovely weather we've had and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. that would be quite different. And how does that, how is that going to affect people? Like, mm. um, so we've got freedom now, now we don't have freedom. You know, a real cynical part of me, I'll say it anyway, I don't like to get political, well, a cynical part of me gets me to think that there is a lockdown and then everybody's on the streets and then it's all blame, you know, people weren't social distancing, you know, rather than a government policy which is, um, has its flaws and mm -hmm. I'm, you know, let's let's play the blame game mm. Mm. You know? and I, I think it's up to individuals now to decide isn't it what they're feeling comfortable with and um with the easing it's a bit vague so people are don't go out go out don't go out <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but even you know you can mix with certain people and but don't stay overnight or, or whatever it is now and well, it's confusing but it's also people are desperate for that contact and that re-engagement and seeing their friends and family so they want to do that and when you, we do that I don't know if you felt this you, you forget that you, when you met up with Ollie and things and Ben you forget that oh I'm still supposed to be distanced but oh he's right there and accidentally getting a bit too close and it's really difficult it, it doesn't it goes against our just inherent nature like mm. Yeah, you can't, you can't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't believe in no like magnetism and all that stuff. But you like, we're kind of gravitating towards one another, aren't we? Mm. Desperate for it. Yeah, and perhaps that's something that's a good thing. People have realised the importance of connection and and how much um, they get from other people and from that social aspect and and connecting with really important people to them and that's been a bit of a reminder and something that something that's come up in a few of your posts where you, it's not going back to your old ways you've had the time mm -hmm. had the time not to to reassess you've had the time um god it's crazy this whole lockdown isn't it as, as i'm saying that i'm just thinking the height of the lockdown it was just everything was on pause wasn't it it's kind of once in a well i don't think it's gonna be once in a lifetime but it was just so it's so mm. but that just just not going back to your old ways not what, what was the phrase you used oh god it was um i'm scared of going back falling back mm. into habits yeah i love that it does scare me but already i could feel it happening as we start to then arrange to do stuff with people and rush around again, it is naturally happening. And if we don't stop and remember what we've learned over this time, we'll just be back where we started. And I heard a, a quote that the biggest tragedy 
from this is if we learn nothing. Yeah, and I personally don't have, I don't have much hope of, as a society of us not learning. You know, I've not, I've, I've, I've not, of, of, you know, changing our ways. Mm. I, I really don't, and I don't think that's a pessimistic view. You know, it's, uh, you know, if we can't, it's, it's, uh, perhaps I'm extrapolating it, but well, I definitely am. But it's like, you know, we, 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 we of course, coronavirus. You know, by the way we've dealt with nature, and you know how much of a disruptive force this has been for the whole society. Mm. And it's like you think about that, and you think about what it's going to be like when climate change really hits, you know, mm. and how we haven't learned, you know, that perhaps this might be a similar to what climate change is going to be like, different mm. circumstances, but, you know, when you've got multiple years of multiple failed harvests, well, how is that going to affect society? Mm. And, 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 and I think that's a lesson that could have been learned. And then you, then you see that, you know, it's all about build, 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 and, deregulation of environmental policies and stuff like that and you just think it's the same old rhetoric isn't it it's the same old rhetoric I mean, how much how much of the 190 billion pound that's been spent has gone on uh, uh dealing with people's um mental health dealing with social care dealing with all these things that you know like no shit you know if you think about it no shit that you know the key workers are the uh are the nurses yeah the absolute bedrock of the society and what you know and like how are we treating them do you know what i mean and how are we going to treat the nhs and how are we going to do this and how are we going to uh, treat people that look after their elderly parent with dementia and it's like is that is it systematically going to change? Are we going to systematically re-engage with society and reevaluate? Mm, I mean, I feel similar, really. I, I I really hope, I wish, I see so much value in it, but we've all got short memories. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And a sort of common theme: what we're talking about, we're rushing on to the next thing. So we're we're not stopping to think that how do I want to live? What do I want to change? What do I want to take forward from this time? We just rushed on to the, oh, great, get out and see my friends and go shopping. I get back to the gym nearly. Um, and we're on that treadmill. Mm -hmm. mm. So when did, so again, it comes back to that opposing forces. When do you, is that having that presence of mind to go, no, I'm going to text my friend say, no, I'm not doing that today. Mm. I'm not up for doing it for the next two weeks. And that client that needed phoning back today, no, I'm not going to do it because I'm not, because I've, I've set that goal. I'm not going to do it. I'm walking the dog all day. Mm. It's a choice, isn't it? And I think to make choices, you need you to have that awareness. You always have, yeah something that Dave Brown said, you always have that choice. It may not, may not, may, may not may feel really flipping difficult and powerful and all the rest of it, but you always got a choice. Mm. Always got a choice. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that. We don't always recognize that we have a choice or we, we don't always, we sort of look back and think, oh, I wish I'd made a different choice. But everything we do, there's a choice with, even as, I could choose to lay in bed this morning 
or I could choose to get up and do yoga or whatever that might be. But then saying I had the choice and I chose to stay in bed, I feel then there's some control around that. I feel a bit empowered by that rather than saying, oh, I was really lazy. I just stayed in bed. Mm. It's framing though, isn't it? It is framing. <laughs> Why are you laughing? You've had a few of these little giggling moments. Well, again, it's, it's, it's uh... <laughs> giggly moments. <laughs> uh, you know, it's true. It's a bit, the, 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 uh, the, the giggly moments are, it's not, yeah, no shit, no shit. It's, it, it, it's just setting stuff up in my head. That's, that's, mm. Uh, not very masculine laugh, but uh, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, choice though is huge, isn't it? And but we need to see that we've got a choice first, so we need to take that moment to stop. And I feel like a bit of a broken record about stopping and pausing, but you can break that record. But it's no, you can say that a thousand more times. I mean, it's it's. I mean. If somebody's listening to this, then you know it's it's got to be repeated. I mean, I don't I, I, I don't know what else there is to you know. Obviously, you know, I don't know what else there is to repeat. You know, it's it is it's it's so crucial. It's so. Mm. No, yeah, I think sometimes we don't stop or don't pause because there's the fear we're scared of something. Mm. So something that comes up when you said that is the fear. Uh, have you heard of that concept like the shadow? Um, explore that. How do you mean? So, um, so you know, you talk about the fear of, of 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 stopping and pausing, and and it's something that um, said to me um, a few years ago about we've we've all got our sort of our shadow. Mm -hmm. You know, you talk about you started out the podcast where you are everybody's looking out, and you need to look in, and you look in, and then you see the shadow. So you see the fluffy part of you, and then oh, bloody hell, that 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 uh, that uh, shadow behind you, and all the and all the crap that you don't want people to see, or the 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 thoughts that you have, or that part of your psyche, or your, mm -hmm. um, and 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 to uh, and to embrace that, uh, well, embrace it, look at it. And I thought that was, mm. have you heard of that concept before or perhaps in a different... Uh... In a different way, I think reflection, if we've talked about this word, what, it, what even is that? Um, <laughs> and I was thinking about that yesterday and then it became so obvious. When we take time to reflect, we're looking at ourselves. Mm. We're looking at what's in there, all of those things that you just said about the shadow self it's reflection is taking a mirror out and having a good old look scary <laughs> exactly yeah it's hard is yeah. it is it scary yes Because I always remember I had a really vivid dream once and I was being chased. Uh, I was being chased in the dream and I was being chased through. Like, there was a couple of days that went past where I was still being chased. 
and it was like two, uh, yeah, and it was two, I'm a Cambridge United fan, and it was two Luton Town hooligans chasing me. Symbol, you know, symbolic of, it came symbolic or metaphoric, whatever the phrase is. And it was like, so the game finished, and then they were chasing me, and I was running through like North London. Bloody hell, I remember this, bloody hell. I'm running through North London, and I was like, God, they keep chasing me, keep chasing me. And then the hustle and bustle of the of the city sort of um, uh, finished, and I was in suburbia, and I can't keep on running. I can't keep on running. And they were still, they're still there. And you, and then the voice said, or my obviously my own voice said, "Why don't you just face it?" And then I faced it, and then just dissipated. And I thought, flipping out. You know, you know what I mean. You know wow. those dreams, and you think. Oh, hello. There's a little, there's a little juicy message in there. It's not some. Mm, it's a metaphor for life. Yeah. So, you know, you know, you can kind of build up. Um, you can kind of build up perhaps the 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 the, um, the the shadow and build it up into something that if you just faced it and broke it down, perhaps it, it after reflection is not that scary. Hmm. I, I definitely think there's something in that. I think we are scared of what might be uncovered or what we might see about ourselves and sometimes we have to face things that we don't maybe like about ourselves as well and that's uncomfortable but ultimately it's getting you to a place of more awareness connection with yourself so that you can make better decisions and choices and get to that place of contentment because aren't they all just all stories? I mean, to a certain extent, aren't they just all self-made stories? And you just like look at them and they're like, or you, they're stories or they're your memories of a previous event which you've overlaid in the story. And it's, I'm not trying to devalue it and trying to boo-hoo it and say, well, just, you know, just breathe. Get over it. <laughs> Get over it, you softly sod. You know, like, no, but I, I'm, I'm just trying to find a bit of, um, trying to find a bit of truth in, um, looking at it square in the eye and then it is a, some of them are stories i guess but they've been there deep rooted for a long time you talked about where does that come from earlier i can't remember now what we were talking about exactly but we pick up these things i think being productive if you take that as a story for example i've learned that from day one something and i've carried that for 37 years um <laughs> <laughs> saying i'm just not going to listen to that story anymore or i'm not going to follow that story is really difficult because it's it's ingrained in you it's habitual you've got all those other little voices in your head telling you that's how you live life and that's how you're going to make it so yes it's a story but we need to work to change that story and maybe that's a scary thing i'm gonna to have to do something and it's gonna be hard and it's gonna take effort if i want to change that story so Gemma, i think we could literally talk for the next like 10 hours and i say that every time i say that every podcast but sometimes i mean it and sometimes i don't <laughs> oh but i do mean it this time but i've got to be disciplined you see because i'm a very important busy person and i must get on to the next thing you see so um maybe you should uh, take a break ah uh, no definitely not carry on just crack on continuously <laughs> <laughs> Gemma. so where can people find you please 
social media websites um very easy website gemmabrowncoaching.co.uk i'm on linkedin and i'm on instagram Gemma Brown Coaching, twitter and facebook so wherever your social media of choices excellent you're on tiktok yet no i don't even know what that is no ah, missing out missing out oh maybe there's cool. enough enough you know you must be on tiktok you must be near <laughs> cool no, i really enjoyed this thank you dan no worries we should do a second partner in a few months oh yeah part two and well no we can't do it in a couple of months because we're on lockdown again wouldn't we yeah um, oh we could do face to face on the canoe the canoe and a screen like and a screen yeah i'll bring my mask and my <laughs> anti-back spray and if you're watching Ollie, we'll be in one canoe and you'll be in another with a camera. Yeah, that'll be it. That's the dream. Let's do that. Nice Brilliant. one. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. Bye.